0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Window, re-watching random movies from our childhood. I am Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And this is Hogan.
1: Hello, okay. Hogan.
0: <laughs> That's Hogan. So Hogan is joining us this week. He got to pick our movie. Uh, he picked the wonderful uh, 1999 film with Julie Roberts and Hugh Grant called Notting Hill, which I'm sure a couple of you may have heard of. Um, nah. Hogan. <laughs> Why don't you give us a little brief synopsis on this uh, film of
1: choice? Yeah, I'll make it very brief because it's hard for me not to just end up talking about it for like five hours mon- <laughs> monologuing about it. But I, it's about a simple book, British book owner in uh, Notting Hill, in the neighborhood of Notting Hill. And he meets the most famous person in the world who's Anna Scott, played by Julia Roberts. And they... Slowly fall in love and fall out of love and you know, normal rom-com formula formula things.
0: Perfect. That is a that is the most precise like accurate <laughs> synopsis i think we've ever done for a film so gold star for I'm, gonna, you, I'm gonna
2: admit yeah yeah way to keep it very straightforward on the level and yet tell everything Lisa, i really appreciate keep that notes. yeah Make notes notes. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> from now on the synopsis must be a sentence i like i it. Shall
0: sure. endeavor well i think it's easy when it's the recipe of a rom-com because we all know the formula for said rom-com generally speaking yeah you know Makes for the it most easier. part, yeah yeah right
2: there's and we'll we'll expand as we go of course as needed depending on the scene so i think we're
0: straightforward so hogan this was a favorite of yours from childhood you had mentioned when uh you selected this movie in our trivia show that you know you're you watched this with your mom and this was kind of the beginning of your love for rom-coms before you realized that not all rom-coms are done well um <laughs> and then you had to realize you had that epiphany when watching ghosts of girlfriends past if my memory serves correct yeah that sounds right um <laughs> so let's start with okay 1999 how old were you again Hogan I was, when this movie was I out I was 9 9 okay so first question that we generally tackle with our episodes are you know takeaways as a kid and are they accurate to the actual film itself so did 9 year old Hogan know <laughs> what was going on in the movie
1: Uh yeah I mean I was watching a lot of movies when I was a kid and 1999 is when like the Matrix came out, and Fight club yeah. Fight Club came out and i mean i'm watch- i 'm right watching here. those movies at nine, and like nice you know so uh, you watch Notting Hill and <laughs> it 's not cool to like that at you know as a boy at nine, so it was Don't just like- it was just one of those movies that I really liked and just didn 't talk to any about it or tell my parents <laughs> that I enjoyed it. Oh, no. I just liked it in Sounds right like I just liked it in. <laughs> in secret so that was my... and like a
0: secret yeah, a secret yeah. shame of yeah. love for like, hugh grant you're like oh my goodness hugh grant he's amazing
1: yeah so my relationship <laughs> now because now i'm on a podcast talking about it and i tell everybody about it it's definitely different in that way
2: mm. I, I don't that's feel cool. the
1: secrecy or the shame anymore
2: good i i'd be concerned if you did and i think we need to talk that out but i'm glad we don't have yeah. to that's true i'm glad you're confident in your love of this yeah movie. but i think
1: i yeah i think i understood it all i think i knew when Alec Baldwin was being a dick. That's not how you should act. I think I I I was picking up on most of it.
2: You're you're picking up on him being an asshole. That's good. That's good. Um, I think that's a solid
0: takeaway. I'm
1: excited. I don't even know what you two think about thought about it yet.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny. Okay, Lisa, Lisa, why don't what about you? Um, So
2: it's funny because as I started watching it, I realized there were some scenes that really, left an impact in some scenes I had no memory of. I didn't remember the beginning of the movie, the narration, nothing about that, except for the fact that Portobello Road was near Notting Hill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and since we grew up watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks, I was my ears perked up when it was Portobello Road. I'm like, I know where that is. <laughs> Not really, but I know a song about it. Should we sing it? Is now the time to... No, no okay. No uh, no one else would appreciate Portobello Road at this moment. Okay, cool. I'll hold that back for a little bit. <laughs> um, but I remembered, I remembered Hugh Grant's roommate, Spike. Yeah. Yep. That was like a figure I remembered. I remembered Anna Scott's character and like the scenes of her movie. And um, Hogan, I think I've, I have definitely mentioned it in previous episodes. I don't know if you remember, but I suffer from secondhand embarrassment during certain uh, scenes in films when I just feel bad for the character Mm -hmm. um, and I can't laugh. And instead I get very uncomfortable. And there's a couple of scenes in here, mainly because of Hugh Grant's shy, bumbling persona. Um, He's very sweet and very lovely. But my God, when he's mistaken for a journalist and they're asking him what he thought of the movie and he says that he's from Horse and Hounds and then he has to interview all the other actors after talking. to And Anna Scott's interview is the most awkward thing ever. Yeah. As they have, like, little moments of proper conversation and then, like, people come back in the room so they have to act like they're doing an interview. And then as he's leaving, he's told he can speak to the other (laughs) actors. And it's just... I know it's funny for other people, but oh, my God, I was sitting there going, I remember this now. I remember that when I was younger and I saw this scene, I was like,
0: oh, no, mm. I need this to end. And it goes on <laughs> It's a friend. long time. Like, it
2: goes on for yeah, a it's,
0: really long
2: time. It's quite a long uh. scene. And I mean, it, it is funny. Like, I get the humor for it, but it's really hard to overcome the the feeling of just feeling really bad for him and wanting him to get out of the awkward situation it just seems to get worse but I mean it's, it's very memorable so that was like a very memorable scene and there were quite a few right like when she does her confession to him and she's given him the, the painting at the end of course that was one of the most famous yeah. scenes in the movie right with her line about also just a girl standing in front of a boy right like that that's huge and so I remember being like wow that's like super deep oh yeah super incredible of course and like I was very impressionable at that age so I was just like wow look at this like romance this is really (laughs) it's really touching and I can't believe he's saying no um I did I did find as a kid too when I was watching it when I'd actually kind of forgotten about the scandal where she's in the newspaper for it's like assumed to be porn, is that right? I'm trying like to remember. Nude now, photos, like, nude photos, and and so like it's 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 like everywhere in the newspapers, and she's sort of hiding out at his place, and then his idiot roommate tells people, so um, there's like press all the next morning. And I'd forgotten about the scandal, but I remembered her losing her temper at yeah. William, and basically losing, and as a when I was younger, I thought she was being extraordinarily unfair. And I was really upset with how she treated Hugh Grant. As I was older, I'm like, that's a very volatile situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I totally get why you, you're angry. You feel for her. You, you understand you where out. she's
1: coming from, for sure.
2: Totally, totally. Like, so, so there, and I liked her character. I liked seeing the behind the scenes thing. I think probably the scene, though, that was, I remembered the most of was the brownie scene. Yeah,
1: that's a great scene.
2: I remember that too. That's really funny. That was the one. Left a big impression. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know what it was about. I think it was just the honesty of all the characters sort of talking about how terrible things were going for all of them. And I remember when she said, like, it was so, it left such a big impression when she said, well, don't I get a chance to fight for the brownie, right? And all of them are staring at her because it never occurred to any of them to even assume that her life was anything but awesome. And then the actual valid points she makes, I think that really left an impression in my mind because it wasn't anything I'd thought of before. So yeah, that scene really, when I was watching it, I'm like, I remember like direct dialogue. Other scenes I didn't have, I didn't have a memory for the dialogue, but that scene, I remembered like almost all the dialogue around the table. And I just, yeah, I don't know why, but that scene was probably the one that I had the clearest image of. Yeah. Cuz I've only seen this movie a couple times in all honesty. I, we watched it a couple times growing up and that was it.
0: I had the same memory of that scene and I remember quite a bit of it, but I remember thinking it was wildly unfair that Hugh Grant got the brownie and not the <laughs> woman in the wheelchair. I was genuinely like, "Okay, he may be me a mess, guys, but this woman Yeah, she deserves it. This woman earns that brownie. And I remember <laughs> I think that's why in my head it stuck. Was uh, I was whereas like, for me, I thought juxt. it was really I thought it was really sweet
2: that he took the brownie because it was to it was in a way of showing her that her life wasn't as bad, bad. Like it was it was to give it that positive spin of not getting the pity brownie for her because she was the obvious choice. She should have like oh, by okay. rights, she should have been known about the brownie and instead when they spin it and turn on Hugh Grant, it becomes more lighthearted again and it becomes something fun again, because otherwise it would have been too hard for everyone present at the table. So I actually took, I think that was a big impact too. Cause I thought that was really lovely yeah, and very and, sweet with how it's And that
1: scene too, it, which you could say about the rest of the movie and why it's so good is it's really sentimental and sweet, but also very funny. Like there's jokes littered mm. throughout that scene that keeps it light. Like talking about his nickname floppy in high school and, this when the scene ends, it ends on a joke when he just kind of talk, tosses her, yeah. like her entire speech aside and said no, like nice, nice try, honey, but you're not fooling get anybody. A nice try, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah
2: the totally. Most pathetic attempt to get a brownie yeah, ever. Yeah. Like that, it's very funny. I remember I liked everything about that scene. It worked. It was probably one of the scenes that worked the best, like in my head, as like a, even as like a young impressionable. Early teens, yeah. so I I remember really liking that one a lot. What about you, Pauline? What else stood out for you? Because I mean, I got we were older, so I yeah. got the plot. The plot. There's nothing about the plot that confused me or that I was like, no, oh, I didn't get that. Like I got everything. No, no. But and what I did you was... What did
0: you remember? Definitely, no, I'm the same. There wasn't anything specifically that I was like, I didn't understand. I do remember the brownie scene too, and it, it was, to your point, I don't want to just like regurgitate what you were saying, but with <laughs> Julia Roberts's character and how you're like, oh, like she's. She is probably hungry all the time. Like what that would suck a lot. Yep. Like there was just a lot of like, oh, that's very nice. Um and for me, I think as a teenage girl watching it, I think that I think that really mattered because I do mm. think that girls have this very shitty world where we tell them how they should look or how they should feel or what they how what size they should be. Obviously, we mm. all know this. I'm not I'm not divulging any new information here (laughs) but for me it was just really interesting to have it's like oh yeah like that's not all it's cracked up to be necessarily and I think that mattered to me as a 13 year old girl watching this totally totally
2: I could see that for sure Um, I think I also liked the boob discussion for that reason when she talks about breasts and she's like what's the big deal they're for like giving milk she's like that's the whole thing and then he's like let me take a look he's like no i don't know either
0: i can't I tell don't you know why either. Yep.
2: and again a sort of frank discussion was quite unique at our age like that wasn't something yeah. we saw in a lot of films so i get that
1: for especially sure. in yes. especially yeah, in 1999
2: yeah. when whether it was totally. like
1: seeing like britney spears without her underwear on and the media would laugh at it hysterically and everyone would think it's such oh, a joke totally. and now people would be like that's really disgusting or you'd at least hope that they would or you'd think that they would yeah but yeah. in 1999 totally. those conversations weren't really being had
2: no not that sort of body positivity and sort of frankness it was it was still very much the the easy sort of shaming and i think for her whole character for the movie right like how easily she shamed in the movie the media how very little she has to do to be picked apart and how she has to sort of navigate that is is very interesting. I I appreciated that perspective added into yeah, the film. Yeah, and because it's definitely nice to see her yeah. take
1: it out on those guys in the restaurant too. Like to actually see it. Oh, that to actually scene see it acted out. And...
0: Yeah, so satisfying. Yeah, yeah so satisfying I want, I wanted more. Not that she could have yes. done more, but I genuinely was like, oh man, kick their asses. And obviously, she's <laughs> not gonna do that. But
2: obviously, and I think that's why I appreciate the realism. But yeah, you do secretly want her to like flip the table or something yeah <laughs> but right. the fact that she very classily just says what she says and lets them know that they were overheard by the worst person possible to overhear their conversation and sort of call them out totally was, was really and, uh, great i that's also as
1: she's walking away and she's still going like she's still obviously regretting doing it like i shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. i'm gonna get in trouble which is kind of causes yeah. her the most problems throughout the entire movie is like worrying about the whole fame machine
2: Totally. And that anything could be misconstrued, right? Yeah. That that standing up for herself and calling out those guys for those shitty comments yeah. they were saying about her could then be taken in a different way. And she then is just like, you know, reported as being like yeah, this bitch, exactly. right? Who, who calls out men at a table who are just being boys being boys yeah. kind of thing.
1: For sure. I think you were oh. still going, Pauline, and I interrupted you.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is good. <laughs> the whole point is to create discussion. It's not. This is usually how it goes. Yeah. This, this is still It's a very vague map yeah. that we have for these episodes. But I also remember, like, I. I remember Alec Baldwin. Not that he isn't a dick, because he is. But I, it, in my head, he was a bigger dick. Like I remember being like, oh, he's he's a real big asshole. And then watching the movie, I was like, okay, he's not. He's not the nicest. Like it's very obvious he's no Hugh Grant, but he's not. He's, he's not, not a monster. You didn't no. think he was a monster? And in my head, no, because he, even because he, he, to his knowledge, that's his girlfriend or that's his whatever their on again, off again relationship is. But like he's not. I didn't think he was as bad as he was in my head. He just I don't think is as good as Hugh Grant is in the movie. Like. Yeah
1: he's the comment didn't he, help do him any favors the uh i don't want them to be talking about there goes the girlfriend with the big fat ass like that's, that's yeah that's,
2: to me that's his worst comment. no
0: and that yeah, scene, that's what i'm like that's where you're no, the shittiest yeah. that they gotta throw things in that make him a dick and also so totally. obviously don't get me wrong He's not a nice guy. I'm definitely not dating that guy. But he's, I just (laughs) in my head had built him up to be like way bigger asshole. But then I was also like, I I was more Mm. mad at her as well. Oh, totally. Because I was like, I think I forgave her more when I was younger. And I don't know why. I was just, but like as an adult, I was like, whoa listen lady like you're not being totally <laughs> honest here and now you have put Hugh Grant in this super awkward position Like I can't mm. even imagine Lisa your second-hand embarrassment <laughs> in that it was scene. fun it was good that whole scene of just oh <laughs> and God, when he like get him out thinks of there because even because like okay so for example he, I remember thinking he was such a really big dick to Hugh Grant about like taking the stuff out of the hotel room but in reality he wasn't he was just kind of like oh while you're here why don't you? Can you take your totally. garbage out? Like he's not a dick, but he it comes across very much like an asshole because we all know Hugh Grant isn't working at the hotel. Totally, and he's
2: he's a famous actor who anywhere he's gone probably in a hotel when he tells staff of the hotel to take away a plate or to get him another pillow, those staff members are probably very much like, "Yep, gonna take away your plate, but You're he's get also not pillow. like and he tips them. Rude about them it. money. I yeah." Th- I I just thought
1: he was a little rude in the way that he did say it. Like, instead of saying, like, oh, well, do you mind if before you leave, like, you could grab those dishes? Yeah, yeah. Before, can you audios those? Can you audios the garbage? and
2: Totally. Like he wasn't um he wasn't as courteous as he should have been to the staff and that's where he comes across as a bit of an a-hole yeah. for sure but the behavior itself isn't necessarily like that's monstrous behavior it's more oh he's an impolite kind of yeah. ass yeah he's like he's, an he's entitled inconsiderate man, yeah he's, he's very he's... entitled but also like yeah. he
1: lives an entitled life we didn't life. know that she had a boyfriend necessarily totally. and we only find out that... later through context that maybe he was like speaking ill of her in the press or there was rumors going yes. about him so we can get added context mm-hmm. but also if they had made him a huge asshole in that scene or made him um, like abusive or he was hitting her or something like that. Mm. It would be too far. Like, you, cause you yeah, have to yeah. look at Anna Scott in that situation and be like, you are treating Will really unfairly.
0: Well, mm. and that's, it actually, I have to say that's one of the things about watching this that that was quite refreshing in a rom-com is that it's not, it's like in most rom-coms, the problems can be fixed by better communication it's like just say a full sentence of what happened and this will be solved but they never do so what's nice is in this movie is there's more depth to it i guess and there's more Mm -hmm. uh, realistic complicated situation and circumstances that are going on here and they do do a good job of you know the fame machine like you said hogan of of her reality and what she has to worry about that you know will doesn't have to worry about and it's like I don't know, it humanizes her, but also, like, mm. just, it does make the movie as a, as outlandish as it kind of could be. Like, it's not over the top and implausible. It's, they make it seem as possible as possible. Yeah. The,
1: the...
2: In, a, in a romantic, com- like, in yeah. a romantic comedy, right? Like, the situation, yeah. this is as real and genuine as you can get while still ending with that happy, romantic comedy ending right like this that's what's interesting about it but yeah i appreciate that too about the film i appreciate the chemistry between hugh grant and julia roberts and i remember this is the film where afterwards everyone was talking about hugh grant like this is the film that everyone was like have you seen that hugh grant movie who's hugh grant well and it was like when he became more i think we talked about it in the trivia so it became more uh famous as a result of it and watching it i'm like oh i get yeah. why mm-hmm. i get rewatching it now why this would have been the one to sort of push him into that bigger stratosphere as a celebrity than he had been before, especially in North America. Yeah, and speaking uh-huh.
1: of, of his persona, like in a lot of rom-coms as well, mm. whoever the the fool is, I guess, chasing the the mm. partner, um, they typically have to win the other person over with their personality. And in this movie, like you can tell right from the get-go, like she does find him very charming and very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. She doesn't, like, think he's a weirdo, and then he grows on her. Like, she's she's yes. on board from sec- yes. from, the, yeah. from the second she walks in that bookshop. Because the way he, that he treats
0: And again, him. it's very mm-hmm. refreshing, because mm-hmm. you, because it, isn't, it doesn't give the idea... And not that every rom-com obviously does this. They're all very different in a lot of ways. But you know how sometimes it's like, it gives the impression to guys that it's like, oh, well, if I just try long enough and hard enough, she'll like me more. And it's like... totally that's not a reality and so what's really nice is that it's like no she likes him from the beginning he's charming and sweet and unassuming and there's something very refreshing about that and there's a chemistry there that they
2: both feel totally understandable and it's it doesn't dive into that the one that I've always disliked for romantic comedies is when it's Um, they hate each other at the start, right? Like when they immediately meet and they like everything they do annoys the other person. And yet for some reason, that's supposed to be taken as attracting, attractive when this seems much more genuine for what the level of like an attractive meeting would be when you meet someone and you're like, Oh, I do find them attractive. Let us pursue this potentially. Right. Maybe yeah. as we go through, they either
1: hate each other or yeah. they're trying to be completely different versions of themselves to make the other person <laughs> totally. fall. <for>
2: them. <laughs> right. Great totally. lessons. Yeah. Great lessons. Yeah. Very good, yeah. good lessons all around. Totally. I will say one of the other scenes I'm just remembering that I, I remembered when you, even just like when you said the title, Notting Hill, is the scene where Spike is wearing his goggles yeah. and he blows smoke in them for some reason I don't know why that sight gag stayed in my head for like years but that sight gag stayed in my head for years the whole goggle <laughs> thing was hysterical to me as like a 13 14 year old and the fact that Hugh Grant had to wear his prescription goggles to the movie to the theater I remember that because his he couldn't find them and his roommate was sitting on them <laughs>
1: basically yeah, didn't help on him them. at all every no no yeah, like,
2: his roommate is interesting because as a kid, I found him much funnier. As an adult, I was like,
1: "Oh." I still, I still he's think so, he's quite funny.
2: He's okay. He has funny moments, but there are some of his behaviors that I'm like, "Oh." So oh, his behavior is yeah.
1: horrible. Yeah, he's like a. Yeah. He's kind of a bad person, and you really only get on his his yeah. actual side when, um, she's when he like starts falling in love with yeah
2: with honey yeah. So that seems to come a bit out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie. Theirs seems to be the more out of nowhere. Yeah. Typical rom-com. Yeah, yeah. Meet cute kind of thing. Like I would say like it's funny you have the realistic Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts meet and then you have Spike and, and Honey meeting and that's much more of the common romantic comedy yeah, for sort sure. of meetup,
0: I would say. Because it's like, hey, here are the two weirdest friends. Let's tear <laughs> yeah. them together. Because obviously they there's, fit well. And there's, there's like no be backstory. There's yeah. no evidence of any chemistry. And then suddenly they're, they're engaged. Well, and how she says it. she's
2: engaged. Yeah. She
0: just says it to the table and then she
2: leans to him and she's like, by the way. It's you. It's you. And and he's what? like, oh, and he's like, yeah. happy?
1: <laughs> like, and she's is all that- she's obviously had such horrible boyfriends that My even cool though you know man. that spike yeah. is going to be pretty shitty you're like yeah okay totally. whatever like, that's good
2: you're like it's probably a yeah. step up this from is the yeah, discussion this is we've had yeah. <laughs> good choices honey i do remember as a kid though um when when hugh grant is trying to date other people and so it does that sort of montage of him having these different women and emily mortimer shows up Mm -hmm. and she's like the most perfect and i remember even as even as a teen i'm like she's the one yeah like no follow her what are you doing they're like why aren't you dating her and that's an interesting perspective too that even when the most perfect possible girlfriend shows up he's still hung up on julia roberts right and that is that's yeah that's how you know it Emily Mortimer did not no, sway but him. yeah. Therefore, his feelings for Julia Roberts yeah, are true. She
1: was perfect. Her and that fruititarian group. She was. Her and the fruitarian group. Oh,
0: the, the fruititarian the I remember. The I remembered her too. And I was like, wow, that's a real thing. Hey, cool. Neat. <laughs> I remember asking about it. Because I was
2: like, that's, that was made up for the movie, right? And then someone, someone was like, no, it's actually people. Some people do believe that. And I was like,
0: yeah. interesting.
2: What a world. Yeah. Very Interesting. <laughs> How would you have enough? Like I genuinely that one I had to like. like how do you contemplate get played a lot? I'm like, how nutrients? do you get enough nutrients? <laughs> I'm like, oh what my god! What are you actually
0: eating? I don't understand.
2: Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, right, anything else we want to toss in as we're
0: going? Pulling any other memories? I don't have or... anything that I can think of. Hogan, anything else that's
1: coming? Uh, as far as like memories from childhood re- on rewatch, mm-hmm. um,
0: or even mm-hmm. just like takeaways as an adult now versus I, I mean i don't know when the last time was that you watched this movie like prior to well you know this discussion. do you watch it frequently full disclosure curiosity?
1: like i had probably no. seen it like i had probably seen it twice until i was like 20 and then from 20 mm. to 30 i've probably seen it 30 times <laughs> awesome. so i awesome. don't yeah my relationship with it is a clearly
0: you connected uh, with it yeah I, yeah love that full disclosure Hogan, it makes awesome. me feel
1: good when I'm hungover. it makes me oh. it's the type of movie where you just want to go back to that time they met in the bookshop like I've restarted the movie before
0: because mm. oh, like what what's your favorite funny moment or even like like what's the humor for you in it that you get taken aback by that you're like oh shit that's well there's story.
1: a lot of peripheral character like scene ending one-liners like there's like when he's telling that story about how he thinks that he saw uh, Ringo and then he just goes, not a classic anecdote, is it? No. Or that that's not mayonnaise or the uh,
0: the Uh, whoops and daisies
1: whole scene or even the horse and hound bit coming back around to I believe is the very last line of the movie when he says in the press conference the readers of horse and hound will like...
0: Yes, (laughs) he
2: he brings horse and hound back. Uh,
1: I just find it incredibly funny. I find the whole... Because most rom-coms obviously have like a, some sort of meet-cute. Another hmm. reason why I love Notting Hill is how the scenes play out so slowly. like The way that they meet and when she mm. walks into the bookstore to give them the, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy speech. Like Things happen really slow. And I know that their meet-cute might actually be crashing into each other and spilling orange juice everywhere. But the, <laughs> well, they form the connection like in that bookshop really slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that thought, but
0: <laughs> no, I like that. Just the pacing.
2: Yeah, I get that. I did write that down actually, that it was a very sort of leisurely paced romantic comedy. Romantic comedies often will be yeah. zany in how they're paced and zany Frantic. in their humor. And I think, yeah, chaotic and I think maybe because it's British, um but there's something, the humor is very different. It's much more understated. It does have those sort of one liners that are almost, you have to pay attention to catch just how funny they are. Totally. And repeat viewings, I could see how with repeat viewings, You'd get the humor again because you have that time to hear it again and you like catch more. So I could see that too, where it would be surprising humor. One thing that did surprise me out of nowhere is I had no idea Dylan Moran was in this movie. Um until he was the thief in the bookstore. Thief in
0: the Who's Dylan Moran? Tell me what else he's in.
2: Dylan Moran is a is a very famous comedian. Oh Um, he's Irish and he does stand-up and he's awesome and he has um, a tv show series that i of course everyone who worked in a bookstore and everyone who's worked at the library has seen called black books and he's the owner of a bookstore who hates people
0: but loves (laughs) books so Uh, whenever customers are
2: in he basically is annoyed by every customer who comes in his store and there's like this great scene that all of us would share when we worked at indigo where um he basically he's just sitting there he's sitting at his counter and someone asks him a question about like a collected work. I don't know if it's Shakespeare or something like that. And the question annoys him so much that suddenly he just goes, that's it, everybody out. Everybody, out. and he like takes a broom and starts beating people out the door. And he's like, he's like, that's it, we're closing, we're closing, we're closing early. And he just shuts the door. And all of us were like, that'd be a great day. I think we'd ever get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who worked at Indigo is like, think we could ever ever get a broom? And just, no, we couldn't. Absolutely um, so not. So it was really funny to me to see him, stealing A, stealing and be stealing a book from a bookstore. I was like this this is really yeah. funny. And it's only because I know who he is, right? Like if you have no clue who Dylan Moran is and I've seen him live actually his stand up live, he's very funny. Um but it just it genuinely made me really Yeah. He's oh,
1: one funny. of those he is oh, he's like he one was. of those that guys in like British like he's in Shaun of the Dead. He, totally.
2: He's, he's, yes. he's in a few
1: things. Yeah, for sure. He's great. Oh, Sean of
2: he, the he dead. Is. I need to watch that again. He pops up again. every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: great. So, you would
1: just to so if you watched it again, the mm. scene that you would look forward to the most, would you both say the brownie scene?
0: That was definitely the scene, but even like you had said The whoopsie-daisy, I remember, because of Julia Roberts' reaction, was so good. Like, it was such a genuine... You know, Julia Roberts' laugh, I gotta say. It's quite
2: infectious. It's a great laugh.
0: It's a great laugh. And I find it very relatable. Like, it, it reminds me very much of how, like, how just a genuine person laughs. So anyway, I remember when she's laughing at him, I remember thinking that was very funny because... That I feel like is my humor where it's like someone says whoopsie daisies. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold hold on a second. That is totally you. And so, yeah, and So I feel like that to me is one of the scenes that I really like, even when I knew it was coming, I was like, "Ooh, it's the whoopsie daisy scene coming up. And so that, but I I would say like the brownie scene, the brownie scene would be a
2: big one. And the other one is probably when she first sees the bench. And she reads the inscription. I remember that. I found very, very Yeah. Oh, that very, was very Yeah. Sweet nice. yeah. When, I was, when I was a teen. And I do, I did quite, when I saw it coming, I'm like, oh, the bench scene, which is so funny to say out loud. Um, the bench scene. I love the bench. But I, yeah, no, Brownie, I think just because of the dialogue. Yeah. And I think because of the chemistry of all the characters, like all the friends gather together. And it's really funny, the lead up to that oh. scene where all them are shocked that Anna Scott is his date. Um, except for the one guy who doesn't realize it's Anna yeah. Scott and talks to her in the best way possible. Her. And then, yeah, condescendingly <laughs> yeah. about actors and how little they get paid and stuff. And then when she goes to the bathroom and they say it's Anna Scott, he's like, what? And they're like, yeah. that's very funny. Like, they're a very great little group of, of friends. And I think they come across as genuine friends, which is very interesting. Like, the ensemble works really well. And so then to have that really interesting dialogue, Again, yeah, so no, that, that probably would be the scene I'd look forward to the most, just because of, I think it shows what the movie does really well. Yeah, the movie definitely
1: just hops from pretty memorable scene to scene that work for me. Like, mm-hmm. I agree with you, like the brownie scene or the scene where they attack those guys at the table for speaking, disgusting things mm-hmm. about Anna Scott, or obviously like the apricots dipped in honey monologue is incredible stuff
0: kind of <laughs> right. when she first go to his
1: apartment but an underrated scene that i think is my favorite that i always look forward to is when he's helping her read lines for her script and they're speaking to um. each other and he's telling her like you should do henry james and you can see that she's like maybe i should do that like it's the first time anyone's ever mm-hmm. told her to do something that she might believe in artistically rather than these just like sci-fi science fiction like b movies that she's obviously caught up in right and when she mm-hmm. says to him like you can never get anyone in Wings of a Dove saying, inform the Pentagon with you, Black Star cover. And he says, and for me, the book is the poorer (laughs) for it. Like, you just can tell everything, everything (laughs) in their relationship and their humor and his kindness. And
0: That's fair. That is a good scene. That is a
2: very lovely scene.
0: Um, Awesome. Okay, so let's let's keep it going with... (laughs) Let's ask the question. Okay, so was there anything in the film that uh, either of you clocked that would... Would you would deem offensive or maybe offensive is too strong a word but um something just if anyone's watching this movie who hasn't seen it before or something that maybe uh dates the movie a bit was there any moments or makes you cringe in any way yeah well lisa that doesn't really count for you (laughs) because you cringe i'm not saying secondhand embarrassment i'm aware of what we mean by cringe I i know um but hogan was there is there anything you can think of well there's
1: I don't think that there was anything done by the movie accidentally offensive, but just the things that it was saying on purpose, like when her photos get released, um, that's obviously pretty horrible and, and happens in real life. Um, that's offensive. As far as like age the movie in a way, I don't, I never found anything that, uh, that made me feel worse for the movie. Like, oh, I wish that wasn't in the movie. Like all of it feels, all of right. it feels, mm-hmm. feels important to the story.
0: Yeah, like, there's no um, casual
1: homophobia
0: yeah. just kind of mm. dropped in, which, again, it's such a low bar. And I find that such in, a low bar. in our movies that we're discussing from the 80s or 90s, we're like, there's no homophobia. Well, ah, what a win. And, and it's like, I mean, this, I don't think that's that's there's great, a single but...
1: person of color in the movie. Yeah. That's great. It's not <laughs> a great <Point>. look. <laughs>
0: good point so yeah um spike has his moments where i'm like spike has
2: some moments that i'm like uh, because i don't like that they're played as funny right and that's my issue sometimes is with with sort of that gross behavior we're we're meant to still like him by the end of the movie as you say and some of his stuff i just i don't
0: appreciate like what like what thing
2: (laughs) um when he says he asks mind if i have a go?
1: Yeah, that's not great. Um,
2: oh, when about Anna, Anna Scott's Scott. there. Yeah. Um, and the fact that when he sees her in the bathroom, he then goes back in again.
1: And knowing... he's like,
2: just checking. Just checking. And I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of funny, but on the other hand, you're like, you just saw a naked woman. You entered without permission, understandably, because you thought it was your bathroom. The door was unlocked. You just assumed no one would be in there. The second time, I always,
1: no. <laughs> I totally <laughs> agree <laughs> with the connivance go. That's a tough look. I always found <laughs> like him walking in the bathroom and then walking out and back in again. Is him just being in disbelief and then it plays as the joke when he goes, thank you, God. I always kind of had an issue with right before that, when he's walking Mm. up the stairs to the bathroom, staring at the inquirer or whatever it was like, oh, boggling at the pictures because the joke I can see is maybe a disbelief thing. But the other one is just it takes like a gross type of person to just stare at those and like love them. So that was pretty rough
0: yeah totally oh totally fair enough and that's what's tricky with him i think as a character in general is it's like because you do like him and it is funny but he does have these moments where you're like ugh, like of course he's looking at the and like Um. that's again that's like the the shtick of that character right like it's like he's disgusting and hugh grant has said it many times he's like oh my god nothing i can't even what he said he said something about my roommate i can't even apologize for his behavior like Mm -hmm. like it's like he already is preemptively letting Um. her know like Heads up, this is going to be one of the most disgusting humans you've ever met that's coming yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. But again, it's... it's but my
2: issue is line. also the behavior's not called out. Right. The behavior's very like, it's okay because it, it's spike.
1: He's it's disgusting. strange because it is hard to tell like how close they are to him. He's obviously like at mm, parties totally. that they're at. But he's very obviously not William's like, best friend or anything. It seems like William no. doesn't even want to be around him most of the time. But then they do, like, have movie nights. It's just hard to tell, like, what his relationship actually is to William or mm. that group at all.
2: Right. It's, an, it's a very interesting all around. Like, his character choice is just a, a very interesting one yeah. like, all around for his inclusion. And you're right, the the sort of muddiness of the relationship and the sort of disgusting behavior occasionally shown. Like, it's, he's, it's an interesting choice to include him. But I would say as far as 90s movies go, he's pretty tame compared to others i guess you could say but it's just being aware that his character does do some of those it's almost like the
1: script had it him has have a roommate who was oh like a horrible like andy dick type character and then they cast reese eifens and he was so charming and likable on screen that they almost had to rewrite it a little bit (laughs) it kind of what it's kind of what it seems like
0: and i think yeah no go on sorry keep going no go ahead
2: Oh, I was just going to switch it up to another yep. really minor thing of mine, which is at the very end of the movie. And again, it's just something I, I really don't enjoy seeing in films. It's um, when everyone's all happy because they've managed to get him, Hugh Grant's character in time to talk to Anna Scott. And she says, that, you know, after they have their lovely little moment that she's going to be staying indefinitely and everyone's cheering and excited. And that one friend grabs the random girl and oh, kisses yeah. her. Mm. I've, I hate when that happens in yeah. movies because it's just deemed as you can just do this. Everyone's happy. So you can grab the person next to you and kiss them if you feel like it. And I mean, it's such a minor thing. It is so minor. It's barely in the movie. But I just I saw it and I was like, no movie. Well, and I feel like <laughs> that's it.
0: something that that definitely dates the movie in a way. Like, yeah. I don't I feel like that's not really done in general anymore. Uh, but totally
2: big. was done but earlier. Definitely yeah, more and yeah. definitely
0: more in like the classic like rom-com. This is funny. It's a happy ending. Everyone gets to kiss somebody. Go ahead. And I think that's very yeah. um like wrapping everything up in a nice little bow and Totally. And Everyone always pairs off. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that alone just kind of is like, oh, this is and not that this is a justification, but it's like, oh, it's, it's from the 90s. So there but you go. That's if my- you
1: saw him not just kiss this random woman and instead, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make things G-rated or censor or anything, but if mm. the play had been, you see like a little eye contact happen and there's an actual connection <laughs> instead of just this random kiss, it still ties the same bow around it. You actually feel kind of hopeful that this person might have just totally. found somebody. Totally it would work exactly
0: better.
2: yeah Yes. at any kind of connection rather than this person's yeah. here instead of like <laughs> a kiss. A, instead of a You're kiss like and see you later exactly right like and it's and it's because it was so popular for such a lot and it was just permitted right it was just uh yeah this is just understandable that you can do this and it's only very recently i yeah. would say that that has become very very recently that that has become a very obvious yeah. oh no we don't that's do without that. permission. We don't do that. We don't touch people without permission. Yeah. Don't don't do that. So I would I would completely agree. If if there was any, even if like it showed him as he entered, saying like hi to her or something. He's like hi, that's my friend or something. Like anything at all to sort of establish.
1: Yeah, something even in something even in, in a movie like Forty Year Old Virgin, which like is much more problematic mm. than nodding nodding hill would be. <laughs> so but much there's so. There's a scene yeah, at the end where because Paul Rudd is hung up on his girlfriend and he's like. He's talking about how much he hates his ex-girlfriend and he's standing next to a girl. And this is kind of at the climax in the same uh, similar moment. I think it's at the wedding or something. Mm. And she connects with him and says, like, I fucking hate my boyfriend, too. Like, scumbag piece of shit. And they start (laughs) making out. And it's like the exact same scene, except they Mm -hmm. connected first.
2: Right. Totally. You could tell that there was a permission there. Right. The permission of Kiss, because we've had this conversation. Clearly, we've connected. And then they lunge at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's. I'm with you. That's definitely a, a very different take on a very yeah. similar behavior. Right. Because yeah. there is that permission. Yeah. But I would say other than that, Pauline,
0: did you clock anything else? Or? No. Oh, basically I just was like, kind of in general spike. <laughs> I was just like, in general, <laughs> he just says some shit, but then he says funny shit too. But then he like, yeah. So he's yeah. not, he's not a solid dude in a lot of ways, but I like, I didn't, you know, you like him, but again, it's a yeah. tricky balance of liking. It's a tricky but Not calling yeah. out. Right. Like it's, Mm-hmm. He's a he, there's a trope to him that's just kind of been done in romantic comedies yeah. but he's also oh yeah he's also, For sure. it is what it is like it's not, it, he's not a disgusting in a, in worse ways like it's not like he's, like I feel like it's funny you brought up 40 year old Virgin Hogan because like there's there's an element of if you take one of those characters like Paul Rudd, if you take him out of that movie and all the shit that he does in that movie and like put him in in Notting Hill, you're just like this guy's worse yeah. like he's like he's <laughs> taking off his pants in the store and sticking a camera on his butt and like all this stuff that you're like the behavior yeah.
1: or they're all standing in is, the other room while a girl masturbates in a bathtub while they talk about it and she has no idea that they're there or something like yes, that
0: all of that yeah, kind right? of yeah kind of disturbing yeah. uh situations So yeah, it's like sure, all things sure. considered it's like he's not the it's not the worst character. He still is, but he has just a couple moments that you're like, ah. Oh, nice. Again, just
2: having that sort of understanding that it's not the best behavior as you're watching it. So long as you're not sitting there the whole time going, I condone everything he's doing. Right.
0: I think. Yeah. We're
2: fine. Totally. Um, the only other thing, when you said dates it, there is one thing that dated this movie, and it is the uh, Mel Gibson's butt oh, yeah, for sure. Comment. <laughs> That I think is the only thing that genuinely dates the movie. You know, that's man when that when that line happened, I was like, yeah, Yeah.
1: back when Mel Gibson was like (laughs) the the hardest guy in the world,
2: (laughs) right? And that was like the running joke always was that Mel Gibson was like this top tiered anyone wants to be kind of thing. So it was just really funny to hear the line, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh right,
1: the yeah. Mel Gibson used to be the Ryan Reynolds of Hollywood. It's it's
2: yeah right. totally totally oh. that's the best way to yeah, describe it makes no it. sense yes. now.
0: That's actually so surreal to even have that sentence To even like, you're think like it oh, yeah. yeah
2: it's so weird.
0: That really was true. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird. Oh man! So yeah, was there, there anything else that, that dated really it? Weird. But that's a good point, Lise. Uh, I didn't. That's the first one that I thought of. Yeah, there wasn't. I, I thought of dating it. I didn't have any other moments of of other than like the occasional fashion choice of uh, Julia Roberts's characters. For, for
2: me, um the music sometimes is so cheesy. I, I'm sorry, but some of the songs that play in the background is I like didn't, the
1: cheesiest. I didn't know if possible. there was like a nitpick <laughs> section, but the only part the only part that <laughs> totally. I actively don't like about the movie and I think doesn't work at all is this oh yeah is this movie yeah center. go on
2: yes and and it's so crazy because music is such a big deal for me in movies and if the music doesn't fit it'll pull me out of the film and unfortunately whenever one of those overly sentimental songs started playing yeah. I got pulled out and I was like no movie no you're doing so well and I I'd say yeah, that's my nitpick, and that's to me is a big deal because I'm a music lover and it matters so much to me. Not so much anyone listening who's concerned. I'm kind of a rarity at that. But yeah, it's I'd say the music I wish it was better just because the quality of the film is so good. It's such a great yeah. romantic comedy and those those songs. What doesn't don't fit make sense
1: is that most rom coms, like, you know, if they are soundtrack oriented rom com, they'll play like eight eight songs and there'll be needle drop moments. And in this, in this movie, it's like mm-hmm, totally. two recycled songs. And it's that, yes. it's that one yeah. horrible, like the worst one of all that horrible country st- c- kind of song where like, yes. Yeah. I think like, it's called oh, she. Yeah, she can light up my uh, light up the dark and it's the worst song ever. It's not a popular yes. song. It's not a song anyone recognizes. <laughs> it's terrible. And the other one is, but then the other <laughs> one is a completely different genre and it's Elvis Costello, um, which makes, yes. which I actually don't mind yeah. that song in that moment, but it makes no sense because the rest of it was no. this other trash. It's, it's really weird choices.
2: Yeah. It doesn't flow at all. It's a, it's really, I don't know if it's like a licensing thing. I don't know who made the choices. All I remember though, is that the Shania Twain end title song was everywhere after this oh, movie came out. Yes. I remember that music video played like on a loop on like the much music channel like it was just Is it called everywhere. It's in the way you
1: love me is that what it's called? And that also Yeah, like, that like,
2: one. Yeah, the or you've yeah, got away. Right, right, you've whatever. got away. And it's like what? That mm-hmm. this
1: song that's just the end credits and it like wasn't featured in the movie. It makes no sense. <laughs> See,
0: that to me so I thought was so odd cuz it's such a big song and it's not, I was like, out of, in a romantic comedy, there are many moments that you can put yeah. this song in and it would work quite well. And it's just, it would definitely work better than the other yeah, song. Yeah, it was I'll just very that. interesting yeah. that it was at the end. Like, I was like, what? Why wouldn't you and include this? In
2: I almost movie? wonder if maybe it was like a late edition, like they managed to just get that song at the end. Maybe Shania Twain agreed or some sort of like again, a licensing thing. And they're like, quick, put it in the end credits. I have no clue, but I'm with you. It's odd. It's but an a, odd choice. Yeah, a weird, what done. a
1: weird point to like save some money in the budget. Like, let's totally. cast all these people yeah. and have Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant in a movie, but then let's just get like three songs and and <laughs> one will be day. horrible, we're and two will make no sense.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> great idea. And the worst,
1: yes. yeah.
0: I think totally. Was, I think they were nominated for an yeah. Oscar for that.
1: I <gasps> yeah. always, mm-hmm. I actually don't watch it usually. I as soon as like it cuts to her smiling and him smiling and her smiling and him smiling at the press conference when everyone around them is going crazy and taking pictures. Yeah. I kind of just end it there. And that's where I want the credits to hit. I think it just kind of feels a bit anticlimactic, like seeing their wedding and seeing her pregnant and seeing them on that same park bench.
2: It
0: really is like an almost over the top yeah, time. Yeah. I've never
1: really liked that part of it.
0: Well, mm. and I agree. Cause I feel like, mm. it's funny you even say that Hogan because <clears throat> I thought the movie did Uh end there. Like, in my brain, (laughs) I thought it ended there. And then it kept going, and I was like, I was all ready to turn it off, and I was like, oh shit, there's more. (laughs) So it's just really funny, because I think i felt the same way because i didn't know I completely
2: agree i completely agree that it would have made a such a stronger ending if they just were like smile smile because then there's the potential of what's going to happen yeah right Right. you kind of already assume they're going to do well but it's great that it leaves it in that spot of like oh good they're in a good place they have that potential to go further leave it up to the audience's imagination of what happens next like it's a lovely sort of here's where we're going to finish for for now is almost the implication right whereas the rest of it just solidifies all the happiness they're just like yes and they live happily ever after forever and ever and ever and ever and even go back to that bench and she's pregnant and ever and ever and it's it's less for such a realistic take that they do they really succumb to the romantic comedy trope at the very very last yeah
1: it almost feels like a producer's note (laughs) or something like we don't we don't need that totally we'll figure it out we'll fill in the gaps (laughs)
2: Totally, totally. <laughs> totally, awesome, love it. Um, All right, okay. What about the Bechdel test? Does this does movie pass, pass Bechdel the test? Bechdel test? Uh, yeah, I think. Is it... I anyone have it? Think so. It does. As a refresher for any of the listeners, the Bechdel test is passed when uh, you have two named female characters, which we definitely have yeah. in this film. We have more than two, and they have a conversation so, with each other. Yeah, which does happen. <laughs> And it is about anything other than a man. And I would argue that the conversation between Honey and Anna, where Honey wants to be her best friend.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. the best. Can we be best test. friends? It's like, yes. <laughs> sure. And,
1: and all that's the female to female conversation basically happened at that party, right? Because.
2: They do. I would say the vast majority of them happened yeah, there.
1: Because yeah. she, I mean, she also talks about actually being a vegetarian with Bella, mm-hmm. that's
0: oh yeah. yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah. oh god,
1: yeah. <laughs> she
0: like <laughs> has a gas. Such moment. a great moment. We're just like, I know. Oh,
1: I was, Don't yeah. I was thinking yeah. about the Don't Be- tell del test, like watching this movie again, thinking if it would pass and just mm-hmm. kind of what weight they give, and it it is surprising mm-hmm. because you do think of this movie as like an equal weighted movie, almost like it's his movie and her movie, but you watch it with that in mind, like it is mm-hmm. his his story for sure.
2: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is still it still leans more heavily on his end than on hers. Well, it's all
0: well, if you think about it, too, it's like it's his life. It's his roommate. It's his friends. It's his apartment. And it's
2: her coming in and out of his life. Yes. It's how he's living
0: when she is away, when she is back in America. And and so it's definitely Mm -hmm. like how he's getting on. Like you don't really show her when she is back in America. It's all what's going on in Grant's world. And she's in America, back in yeah. um so yeah it's it passes but i feel like it, it's a it's kind of a barely pass like even the actually this... which is surprising right because there's so,
2: many, so yeah. many named female characters you would think it would pass with flying colors and instead it's a it just gets there because their conversations aren't long either they're very like quick back and forth and then done like that and then it's moved on sort of thing and i mean that's how sometimes people speak and again that keeps the conversation flowing but it also means that you don't have that sort of very in-depth
0: conversation
1: between them yeah but nonetheless
0: it does pass yeah yeah were there any other quotes that uh, any of us uh, recall? So Hogan, you named this episode. Is it that yeah. mayonnaise? Is that what uh, what this is? Yeah, and that's, that's obviously a that's a really good line. Even when it was said, when Hugh Grant says it, I was like, "This is fucking <laughs> yeah. funny." It was a really, it was good delivery. And and then when Spike continues eating it, it's disgusting. Oh God!
2: When he continues eating it, he's like, he's like, "That's what it is." Right. And then takes another mouthful, and you're like, "No, Ugh,
0: just
2: eating mayonnaise." <laughs>
0: Was there any other lines, uh, Hogan, that you remember, not to put you on the spot, but that you remember from the many rewatchings? Yeah, just pick like
2: a favorite. We can jump around between all of us. So what would be the next
0: one you'd
1: like? Well, I already highlighted the, and for me, the book is the core for it. So just the quintessential, like, Mm -hmm. highlight reel, Hall of Fame, like what's going on at the end of the clip is Hugh Grant. Would you like something to eat? Something to nibble? Apricots soaked in honey? quite why no one knows because it stops them tasting like apricots and it makes them taste like honey and if you wanted honey you could just buy honey <laughs> instead of apricots but nevertheless they're yours if you want them it's so perfect no one else uh, no one else is what doing a great sell and making and making it work that's so And he true. thinks that he's failed and she's probably just like she probably still thinks he's being a little ridiculous but she, she finds him adoring for it yeah
0: it's endearing yes. yeah it's an endearing ridiculousness <laughs> Because it's one of those things I think we can all relate when you when you start a sentence you don't you don't know why you keep talking and it's kind of you don't know how to get out of it either and there's this constant just regurgitation it's almost, of yeah truly there's this almost this voice in the back of
2: your head of like you should probably stop you should yeah, like, you just... should stop. you're not stopping okay stop soon yeah end this <laughs> oh, listen, Lisa what was I all like the ones that, one. that you liked one of my favorites and I did remember it and when it happened it made me laugh out loud was when um. After the brownie scene, after they've had their date with his, like, friends and everything, because it's his sister's birthday party and he's leaving. <laughs> and as they leave and closes the door, everyone who's in the house just starts, like, shouting, like, because sc- like they're cheering. like, oh, my God, like, they cheered because they met Anna Scott. And obviously Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts can hear them and he sort of pauses, and she looks at him and he's like, Sorry. They always do that when I leave the house. It's <laughs> a stupid thing. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> and, they keep going. Yeah. and I love that line. I love that he just sort of is like... Yeah, uh, that line's amazing. That's one of my favorites, that whole sequence. It's a great way to end that scene, in
0: my opinion. Well, because I feel like, sure. again, what I like about this movie, and again, we can keep <laughs> talking about quotes, but I know I keep coming... I just keep jumping in with more things to talk about. But what I like <laughs> is that it's like, there's a realness to how, like, you just met a fucking movie star... Totally. She of leaves course house, lose your house, you mind. play it cool, obviously, while she's there, and then she leaves, and of course you're like, what just happened? And it's amazing. <laughs> so I, I feel like there's this very, like, genuine reaction to meeting someone like if Julia well... Roberts came in your house.
2: Totally. And not just anyone, but like the, like the biggest movie star. Julia Roberts.
0: Right. Yeah. Like Julia Roberts. Um, Pauline, what's one of your quotes? You know, I liked one of them. Uh, I don't have it written down next to it. Who said it? So they're saying it to Hugh Grant. And it was, I believe after like, they're, they've broken up and they're not together. And they're just like, Anna's a goddess. You know what happens to mortals who get involved with the gods. And I just really was like, Oh, that's a really like, yeah. Sad but sweet, like kind of trying to make him feel better, but also like just kinda I don't know. It just I I thought it was a really he's showing uh, that yeah. He, interesting he's showing that he of understands
1: her. what he's going through. Like you just dated
0: Yeah someone mm-hmm. someone uh, ama- like beyond your yeah. beliefs. And mm-hmm. I'm really sorry, but this is what happens to mortals who get yeah. involved with the gods. And I I appreciate the Greek reference yeah. i guess i really B- like that one. buggered is it every time awesome <laughs> yes <laughs> um, awesome what was another one, Hogan, um, do you have
1: one? i like because it's hugh grant's thing i guess because he's so charming and he's so smart and he's so nice but he always seems to keep digging himself in these conversational holes and especially with that guy <laughs> at the uh the press junket right before he gets hauled in and he's brought her flowers but now he sees that he looks ridiculous yes. for it and Then at the end, when he still has those, or when he doesn't have the flowers anymore, and he told him that um, he was going to give them to his grandma. And he says, oh, I see she took your grandmother's flowers. He just looks at him and says, yeah, bitch. And I always thought that was so (laughs) funny because it only plays because it would be the last thing you would ever say about anybody because he's so nice.
0: It's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Okay, Lisa, you got one? one of my favorites is a Julia Roberts and it's when she talks about previous like her previous relationships and, and everything and when they're sort of having that those really sweet moments and when she talks I, the line is um, men went to bed with the dream and they didn't like it when they woke up with the reality and that I think is such a great point and probably something she as this ama- uh, famous actress experienced quite a bit is that pe- men would sleep with her thinking they you know. a a character or someone they've always envisioned and when they wake up she's just a normal person and i i greatly appreciate yeah and when he comes
1: back to her Mm -hmm. with uh like thinks about it and is thoughtful and stares at her and says you're lovelier to me this morning than you have Mm -hmm. ever been and it's so sweet
2: it is it's such a very sweet sweet moment between the two of them What about you, Pauline?
0: Well, even in that scene, so I'm out of lines, but this is the last one that that I remember from that scene, too, is when it's, again, there's just such realness when they're having their conversations, but when she's talking to him, she's like, you've got really big feet. You know what they say about men with big feet? Big shoes. And I just was (laughs) like, 14-year-old Pauline, or 12, 13, whatever it was, did not see where that was going. I was like, ooh penis jokes and then it was not and I was like oh this is really refreshing <laughs> it's like what an honest genuine ridiculous conversation yeah. to be having and so I like yeah. that one for sure all right does anyone have another line that they really want to talk about a quote that they really appreciate I don't think just
1: because I wouldn't stop
0: that's well and I feel <laughs> like I say. feel like basically in our whole conversation Hogan you just get we're throwing out sweet one-liners <laughs> from this movie and I was like shit these are good <laughs> <Yeah>. one-liners <laughs> <laughs> like the whole the whole episode is just quotes that Hogan yeah. liked. And I really yeah. appreciate that.
2: And I like that too. Clearly, it shows just how much you love this movie. The fact that you can just
0: say them without even thinking. It's cool. You know, I do have to say, Hogan, I'm glad you chose this movie because it has made me appreciate this movie more than I did. Because mm. again, it like you said earlier, it's like not cool to like at the time, right? And so you're like not telling anyone you like it. And I feel like there's this element of even like... Rewatching, um, you know, even Titanic, right? You, the the oh, it's so done, or it's whatever it is, and it's such a cheesy love story. But there's this like that movie captured the hearts of you know everybody. So there's something to it, regardless of how cheesy it is. And I I have a tendency to write off rom coms, particularly if I had seen them when I was like you know thirteen, fourteen year old Pauline who had really uh, interesting expectations of love and. <laughs> it's nice to watch them as an adult with a bit of, like, discernment. And this was a really good rom-com, which I feel like you can't say about a lot of rom-coms. Yeah. And And so I I genuinely appreciated watching this movie because I was like, this isn't awful. And I had written it off (laughs) as just another rom-com. But it isn't. I think it's better than that. It's just... just
1: time well like it you have every other rom-com to compare it to but you also see the flaws that it doesn't have like even speaking your to your titanic comparison the whole like paint me like one of your french girls i'm at the top of the world the fact that it is what it's about and everyone knows the ending of it now you watch it so many years later and you're just like holy shit like this movie's incredible still it's actually just a really incredible movie like you know all the cliche right. things and you're not waiting for them and you're just like revisiting this movie that everyone knows inside and out and you're like holy shit this right. is so good
0: and it like captivates your heart for yeah. a reason like it, right like everyone loved it and whether it still holds up to what your expectation of it was is a different story but it's like it's actually a good movie like you just gotta take it for what it is regardless of whether it's like necessarily your thing or your style but it's like so i really watching this i really was like this is actually and it was funny because watch i watched it with cam obviously and when i told him we were watching notting hill he was like oh i love <laughs> notting hill and i was like what like what okay and then we watched it and he because cam likes a good rom-com and it was just awesome because he was like cam's just one of those he he just if he likes it he likes it and if he says he likes it he Like he doesn't care about the impression. Right. And there's something to watching it as an adult where you don't have to worry about being cool per se, but there's Mm -hmm. this element of like, if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. If it's a rom-com or not is irrelevant.
1: Almost every single movie. If someone says that they don't like it, I totally understand it. And for the very few people I've met in my life, that are like, Notting Hill's bad. I like, I don't understand where you're coming from. You're I don't know how right. you could feel that way about this <laughs> this movie. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Because even if you don't necessarily like the movie, you to say that it's a bad movie is that's sure, a different but, thing. Sure, but I don't. Do you understand. you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> right. But, but you're right. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough, okay. But it is. It's different, right? Like, they're two different things. But so, with all of that being said, um, the last question that we always end with is: Does the movie hold up in general? And would you recommend it? And if you'd recommend it, would you recommend it to the general populace or would there be more specific, a niche group of people you recommend this movie to?
1: Well, I Hogan? do all the time and I have done all the time. And I don't know if it has been the right <laughs> way to go. I don't know how, if people are lying to me, but yeah, I, so my answer is yes, often. Yeah, because really? there's so many movies that-
0: If someone's you know that. like, I'm in a mood and you're like, not a yeah. hill.
1: And that way, if they don't like it, I don't care. Like, whatever, you're wrong. Like, if I tell them to watch, like, Hereditary or The Witch or, you know, or, like, The Lighthouse or some other, like, random indie production A24 movie, I'm not going to, like, expect them to maybe come back every single time with 100% success rate. But with Notting Hill, I do expect that. (laughs)
0: I've awesome. got a question for you, Ogan. Does your mom.
1: Yeah, like very much. I think it. Oh, that's, yeah, cute. It was, uh, that's awesome. I would say she feels the same way about it that I do. Yes. Oh,
0: really? Does she like <laughs> most romantic comedies or is uh, she kind of like, is she like you with her movie?
1: Yeah, I would say so. She just likes, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, she's not like, cause some people are like any horror movie I'm in or out any rom-com I'm in or out. Uh, she's not like that and neither am I so yeah Mm. she just like that movie like I think I said on the trivia so like that movie Notting Hill and Four Weddings and a Funeral obviously came out around Mm -hmm. the same time and they both have Hugh Grant so I just thought that I loved romantic comedies and I definitely don't Mm -hmm. I just think really good ones (laughs) are great and it just it just walks funny and sentimentality so well it's either all funny Mm. like or all sentimental. It's like the Notebook, and it,
0: or forty yeah, year old like version combined. Like right. there's
1: very few movies that can do that. Like when Harry Met Sally's really good at that. It's just it's really rare. Like you, like mm, you, you got mail is not nearly as funny as Notting Hill. I don't think I actually don't really like that movie anyway. But
0: yeah, I wasn't a huge no, fan but, of that movie but, regardless. But, but that, I would agree with
1: you. Notting yeah, Hill's funnier. But like that movie that's trying to be light but also sweet. I just think they fail all the time and Notting Hill mm. didn't and became the greatest movie ever made
0: <laughs> there we go Lisa would you, would you recommend do you uh, think it holds
2: up yeah, I think it holds up. I was pleasantly surprised how well it held up, how great the chemistry was. As I said, I liked all the friends, everything else. I mean, the ending is a little bit over the top, but that's par for the course with romantic comedies. And it didn't get nearly as zany as you're expecting most to be. And it does have that lovely British wit and and humor. Um, so I would, I would definitely recommend it. I'd recommend it probably to the general public as well. I don't think I'd be like, no, certain people would like it more than others. I don't know how many children would connect in the same way. I think if you're going to watch your other kids, older is probably the better way to go rather than like with a four-year-old.
0: I feel like the four-year-old would
2: just they're, find it boring. They'd find it very slow. Whereas if you get like that right age of like maybe like nine, 10 up, they'd be able to understand the pacing. If they're at all interested in that sort of storyline, give it a try. Watch it with them too. Obviously it's never, it it's never too early uh, to so. discover love. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, for sure. Uh, Um, Um, So yeah, so I say it holds up and I'd say I'd recommend it in general. Yeah, for sure. There we go. All right. Pauline?
0: That's good. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I already said, I was pleasantly surprised about it. Like Mm. I haven't watched it in so long and I had kind of written it off. And so I haven't watched it in so long and then watching it again, I was like, oh, this is good. It's not not what I thought it would be. Mm. I kind of had, had assigned it the same category as as the very basic poorly written rom-coms and it's neither of those things it's not basic or poorly written and the writing I think of the characters is really good so I feel like if you appreciate a good back and forth and Hogan like what you said earlier about like the anecdote about Ringo Star and how it it it's so awkward but funny and and it's like I think it's so much more clever than most rom-coms yeah. are
1: for sure in a lot of ways so if- the five yep. or five hundred people that we inspire to watch Notting Hill, just just as soon as <laughs> it ends with the press conference, just stop mm. the movie. Just, like... just, turn, it it
2: just <laughs> turn it off. Just turn it off and be just, good. You're just like in, in the notebook, you just
1: skip all the old people parts, and then it's <laughs> then it's just a lovely romantic <laughs> oh, movie, and it's not a sad story at all. Totally. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh well that's awesome this has been a lot of fun uh i can't wait we're gonna have you back
1: yeah i'd love to someday we'll do four weddings in a funeral
0: (laughs) i was about to say we already know what his pick's gonna be pauline we'll just have to prep
2: it in advance Uh,
0: okay well that's that's perfect we already know what movie we're doing next four weddings in a funeral it is done yep fantastic Mm -hmm. um so until then uh everyone who's listening to this right now uh you should uh check us out on our instagram mm-hmm. and our twitter accounts at real window and uh you know comment you know feel free to follow us absolutely We're pretty yep. funny i yep. think you see some great photos there's a good photo of hogan in a sweet little hat that you should check oh, out yeah he's pretty cute it's pretty he's cute pretty cute, pretty cute. <laughs> um but he also since you're gonna be on instagram solid Segway. yeah i know nicely done uh, check him out on Segway. uh on Segway. <laughs>
2: You've ruined your solid segue. You were so
0: good. And then you just fell off that segue. I just want a picture of Hogan on a segue. Yes, we're going to have to Photoshop it. Check out Hogan on his segue. (laughs) Okay. Try again. let's Let's say check out Hogan on his Instagram. There we go. He's at Hogan Short. And he actually has info on there for a blog that he's got on Substack where he posts interviews with filmmakers and then uh, sends out weekly streaming recommendations that I've signed up for via email. Nice. Uh, and it's a uh, failure to communicate, which I feel like anyone who uh, has ever seen uh, the uh, Cool Hand Luke movie would understand the reference. Yeah. Um, also, while you're there, uh, follow us and then send yes. us an email, real.window at gmail.com with any feedback you've got or any uh, movies that you watched as kids mm-hmm. or things you didn't get. Cause then we can kind of use that as a way to kind of get a feel for how everyone else is feeling. Exactly. And maybe you guys will give us some sweet movie uh, options. Uh, not that we don't have enough, but oh. you know, but we, we are always looking for more. You know what they yeah. say? Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so help us out there. Yeah. Find right. us more variety. Give us some variety. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and with that, it has been real window rewatching random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. That's Lisa. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Friday for our next movie